Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and uh, we are trucking right along through the summer here. Uh, July is just about done. we got one more week of July, and uh, it is a hot one. Um, there's an interesting thing going on with the weather right now. Normally, this time of year, we're watching the tropics a lot, looking for hurricanes coming this way. But apparently, there's this phenomenon called El Nino, and it happens... I think it's once every 10 years, 10 to 15 years. I don't exactly know. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> where this, uh, this wind uh, takes on a whole new life and becomes extra strong. And right now there's a huge dust cloud coming from Africa. And apparently it's gone all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. And now we're getting deposits of sand in the atmosphere here. But what that means for us here in South Carolina and in the lower portion of the United States is that it has particulates in the atmosphere that weigh down the clouds. So normally there's a lot of uh, disturbance between the water and the wind patterns that happen in the tropics between the cool water um, down south this time of year and the warmer weather uh, up here, uh, creating a natural phenomenon where we get hurricanes on a regular basis. So with these particulates of sand like weighing down the atmosphere, um, those normal wind gusts and, and patterns don't have the strength to build up to be giant hurricanes like they normally are. So we've seen a pretty calm hurricane season thus far. Um, and they're saying that this is supposed to continue for like the next month of us getting this particulate stuff coming and dumping on this area. And it's not enough that you can see. Uh, there are some days where the sky looks a little bit hazy and people are like, I didn't know it was going to rain today. Well, it's not. It might. But um, we are getting thunderstorms where there is a combination of the weather that's pushed this way in the upper atmosphere mixed with uh, weather that normally comes down uh, from the Northwest. I'm saying all this like I'm some kind of meteorologist. I'm just telling you the crap that I've learned because this is stuff I heard and I like to tell you stuff I heard. So this is the stuff I heard. Now, I could be completely wrong. I could be full of crap. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. But this is the stuff that I've heard and I'm just sharing that stuff with you and hoping that uh, it entertains your day or brightens your day or makes you question yourself and go, is he is he right? Let me go look on Google and see what Google says. Because trust me, um, Google knows way more than I do. I am I am just a dude in a weird Star Wars room uh, doing the podcast. So with that being said, uh, let's tell you about some stuff I heard. I've heard a few things this week that were pretty cool. Um, there's a country music star, and I hate to use the word country music because it's not really accurate. A musician, okay, singer, songwriter, Cody Webb, Cody, C-O-D-Y, Webb, W-E-B-B. And he's come out with a new song. The video is on YouTube. Um, he's got lots of videos of songs that he's written. They're all good. I haven't come across one where I'm like, well, that one's not okay. Every single one of them has been good songs. Um, this past week, he came out with a song that's on there called Peaches, with a cute little music video. I grew up in a day where we used to sit around the TV and watch music videos. Matter of fact, I remember MTV being the thing whenever it came out. 
there was not one person that wasn't crowded around a television to watch the premiere videos. Um, and they even made a special deal about it with certain artists like Michael Jackson when he came out with Thriller. I remember we had, um, we lived in an apartment complex and we had one TV, which just coincidentally was the TV in our house uh, that was connected that had an MTV. And we decided to have a MTV thriller party where everybody in our little apartment complex that we knew and liked, <laughs> I should, should preference that, uh, crowded around our TV. There was about, I don't know, 10 families or so, if I remember correctly, um, who all came and, and were just hanging around and waiting for the TV to, to get to the part. And it was a huge buildup. And it was like, premiere tonight at 8 o'clock. You just, you know, and we were like, oh, can't wait. It's going to be tonight. I think mom made, you know, if I remember right, you know, just something like something easy to feed everybody, like hot dogs. And we had popcorn and chips and plenty of soda. And we're all gathered around the TV. And, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It's going to be. Oh, here it is. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. And we watched the video. And it was great. It was a phenomenon. Um, I remember when MTV started. I was a young man, young boy when MTV started. Um, video killed the radio star. And. Electric Avenue and Aha came out with that amazing video with the black and white versus color blending. And it suddenly became this this wonderful genre of film artists and directors and special effects where they were like, what can we do to make this better? Because for us growing up, the music was one thing. But if it didn't have a good video, you're like, oh, I just don't know if I can care about it that much. I mean, it really had to be a great song. And we grew up with great songs. We grew up with a lot of good music. But the videos made things even better. Matter of fact, there's some, there's some songs that I really enjoyed the video of. And I just, if I just hear the song, I can picture that video. Or I can think to myself, man, I really... I really used to like this song. Why don't I like this song anymore? Oh, because I'm not watching the video because the video was so awesome because the video was like watching a small movie and, and it, it portrayed an image that you wanted to see. Now, there were some artists that were like, I'm not making videos because I make music and I don't want you to, I don't want you to get a perception of what you th think this is supposed to mean when in my heart it means something completely different or when I wrote this song, it means it could mean one of three different things or whatever the situation is. Sometimes certain artists were like, no, I don't make videos. Y'all just enjoy the music because it's good music. And that was fine because some artists really transcended the ability that a video really wasn't necessary. But for most music growing up, it did. Now, I got to be honest. For me, there's only one Peaches song, Okay. And that's just because it was the song when I was, when I was uh, a much older man. Uh, there was a group called President of the United States of America. They sang a song called Peaches. And it was great. It was like a rock song. Uh, it, it's fun. They didn't need a video. I loved it. I loved the song. I loved that whole album. Um, they had a, a funny way of tying in words and music that just made their music fun to listen to. And they poked fun at themselves at times and poked fun at music, uh, the music industry at times. And we just write songs about just whatever. Um, they even have a song called Kitty, which is, 
it sounds funny, K-I-T-T-Y, kitty, kitty on my foot, and I want to touch it, they would say. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. But I grew up listening to the song, and me and my friends would lose it every time this song came on because it was fun. They had fun as a group. Now, I know that, you know, Mario has come out this, what, like a year ago or this year or whatever, and Jack Black's got the song called Peaches where he's just running around saying the word peaches over and over and over and over. Um, and that's cute. That's cute. There's a lot of people that are going to relate peaches just to him because of their age, because of their experience, because of because it's Jack Black. And who doesn't like Jack Black? I mean, he's a lot of fun. And the little video that he made is cute. Um, and he was the voice of Bowser. I'm thinking, I, I, is that right? Yeah, I think he's the voice of Bowser. But listen, just take a moment and look up Cody Webb, the word peaches, and watch the video. It's a cute little video. It's a cute little song. I I don't even want to call him a country music artist, even though it is sort of country genre. Um, he's just a music artist, and Peaches is fun. He's got lots of hits out there. Um, I highly re- recommend people go check him out. Um, great, great writer. He seems to write music about as fast as some of the best in the world. Um, reminds me a lot of watching... Dolly Parton, uh, where she used to do interviews and they would say, well, how do you write? And she goes, well, I can just write a song about anything. And she'd start talking about things in the room and, and she would take basic elements and create music right there doing nothing. Um, I've seen Taylor Swift do that. And she's done a lot of the behind the scenes videos where she creates music out of just thin air. Jelly Roll's done it on different podcasts where he's talked to people and they've talked about the process and he was like I, I don't know for me it's just a thing where I can just make music and Cody seems to be on that level of being able to just make music from from nothing just instantly and he's a great songwriter he's a great performer um you know he's got a great little family and they they look like they're just living the dream and having a good time and trying to break into this weird music world where you know, it seems like if you don't sign a, a big contract with somebody getting 365% of everything that you make, you can't make it. Well, I, I'm hoping that he gets to break that chain. I'm hoping he gets to be the exception. Every once in a while, there is an artist that breaks the exception of what it is to sign away your life in a contract. And I think he's that talented. So go check out Peaches. Um, if you like that, check out his song, Zebco 33. It's a great little song about um, hanging out with his grandfather as a boy um, fishing. Got a song called John Boat that's pretty popular. It's on the radio. Um, yeah, lots of good songs. And he's a local guy. He's from this area. He's from uh, Batesburg, Leesburg area. And so it's good. I like it. All right, let's talk about something else. Switch gears a little bit. Uh, stuff I heard. Um there's a movie called 65 that came out. Uh, when did it come out? It came out this year. Eesh. Okay. Wow. That, that ended up on Netflix really quickly. It says uh 19 or uh, 2023 American sci-fi action thriller. Okay. Adam driver uh, stars in this. It's um, basically him and this little girl in the majority of the film. And I saw the previews for this. It looked interesting. And I don't know if they just didn't want to spell it out. Excuse me. 
I don't know if they just didn't want to spell it out, but it's the idea is that he's um, a guy from another civilization somewhere out in the universe. And as a explorer, um, he has something go wrong with his ship and his ship crashes onto a planet. And that planet just happens to be Earth 65 million years ago. That's they don't say it. Everything is around the idea that that's what happens, including the end credits where the credits are rolling and everything fast forwards from the the uh, dinosaurs to the ice age to the uh, revolution industrial revolution to modern society. Like it does this weird fast forward thing, and it's it's interesting. Um, and I'm and I can only imagine they came up with this idea as a eh, what if this is possible, and I like that that. Adam Driver was the one who did it. Um, I looked online to see how the movie did. Uh, apparently, apparently it didn't do great at the theater. I don't know if he was just not a big enough draw to bring people out to watch this or the fact that the economy is so crazy right now that people can't afford to go to the movies like they used to. Um, I heard this argument recently from Bob Iger saying that he's extremely disappointed in the movie aspect of what Disney's been creating because it's not bringing in any money. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that he's looking at selling off all of their online stuff to Apple. He's looking at selling off Fox, all their properties, Fox and and Disney itself, Disney Plus, he's looking at selling all of that to Apple. That's the that's the rumor that I hear. I don't know if that's actually actually true, but you can tell people, hey, I heard this on a podcast, and see what they say. Um, but I don't think he quite understands the fact that um, we like going to the movies, but we just can't afford to go to the movies anymore. Uh, the world is changing. The world of our economy is changing. The world of our technology is changing. We pretty much all have very large televisions in our home now, and we've all pretty much learned how to stream things in our house. And we know that if we're patient, <clears throat> we don't have to go spend a lot of money to go see this fantastic movie that you came out with. We can just wait for it to come to our house and we can watch it on the TV at home. Uh, this movie, 65, as soon as I saw the previews, I thought, well, that looks interesting. I'll wait till it's free to watch at home. That just is what it is, okay? Now, they spent a lot of money on this movie. Um, I was reading on Wikipedia that it cost them um, like $91 million to create, but they got kickbacks, some kind of tax kickbacks, so it actually only cost them $45 million. And I guess that has to do with where they shot. It says that they shot a good bit of this in Louisiana. And there's probably some huge tax kickback saying, hey, you know, we're hoping to help the economy here. And if you film here, we'll give you some kickback from the state and blah, blah, blah. That may be the case. I don't know. But they got tax credits back, which saved them millions of dollars. And I'm like, well, where does that millions of dollars come from? Oh, it comes from our economy because uh, people pay taxes like crazy. And because of those taxes, because of that money, because of all that money we're being taxed, it also helps fund this really cool movie. Um, we also can't afford to go to the movies. So wrap that around your noodle. I never heard about 
tax credits for making a movie, especially when you're talking about that much money. I mean, that's almost, that is, what is that? $55 million worth of tax credits? What? That's crazy. That's a crazy amount of money. $45 million. Excuse me, $45 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm off by $10 million. Jeez. Anyway, so this movie is actually good, okay? I wanted to hate on it because it, the idea was stupid to me. The idea that they didn't just come out and say, all right, listen, this guy, he's a space traveler. He's going to end up on Earth and dinosaurs are around. I mean, they didn't say it like that. They said it like they were, you know, they they showed you everything as though we're going to give them all the information and hope they can figure it out. And they did it as though they already know all the answers. And and at a certain point, there is the tongue-in-cheek uh, wink at the audience going, this is sci-fi. Come on, just go with it. And if you allow yourself to just go with it, it is fun. Um, Adam Driver does a great job of playing this father, soldier, explorer guy, space guy, um, using some really cool technology, trying to figure out how to get off the planet that he's crashed onto with a survivor that he finds. He finds this little girl. And um, it's on Netflix right now. So, you know, hey doesn't cost anything just netflix um but i thought he did a great job i thought the little girl in it did a great job i thought everybody did a great job still with all that being said it's an okay movie it's an okay movie i mean whatever it is what it is it's exciting you feel for him you're 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 there is a danger element um he can say he can tell that there's going to be a cataclysmic event that's heading their way. This giant meteor is heading towards their planet and they got 12 hours to get off the planet. Oh my God. And now there's dinosaurs attacking us. Ah, yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't know that it should have cost taxpayers $55 million. I don't know that it should have cost anybody $91 million. If you spent less than that, it probably wouldn't have looked as cool. And I probably wouldn't say, yeah, it's okay. I'd have been like, Wow, they did that in the backyard. Cool. Um, and they could have done it in the backyard. Um, and it probably still would have been okay. So, anyway, I think he's a good actor. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to hate on him for his for his shirtless scenes in Star Wars, which I thought, why you got to show him shirtless in Star Wars? Really? Why, why is that even? Why? I mean, where was the thought process in that? Um, but anyway, whatever. Um, I don't know. Ideas from studios have to go through somebody, and I'm sure somebody at one point was like, no, 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 I stand by this. This is a creative, this is, in this scene, this is creative because we're supposed to show that it's any time and it could be whatever happens. And it doesn't have to be when they're always in costume and, look, and being angry. And yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever. So anyway, 65, uh, the movie 65. It got three out of five stars on everything that I've been looking on. And uh, it deserves three out of five stars. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, it, the best thing about it is it's only 90 minutes. Okay? <laughs> I hate to say that. It sounds terrible, but it's 90 minutes. So, like, if you want to turn it on and do some stuff around the house, and then once in a while look back at it, you're not going to miss anything. But it's also going to get the gist of the whole movie. You're going to be like, okay, that was good. Good job. 
Good job. I think he did well acting in it. I'm sure that a lot of it was done um, with things uh, not there, you know, green screen things and things outlined with little tiny dot bubble things on them coming at him with arms and he's supposed to react as though it's a real thing and, uh, you know, so yeah, good job, Adam. Um, you were better than the movie, put it that way. Yeah, there you go. That, that sums it up. I like that. I'll stand by that. Adam Driver is better than the movie 65. Yeah. I feel good about that. Okay. Moving on. Moving forward. Forward. Uh, let's talk about what is now going to uh, take over my obsession for the next perceivable future. <sighs> Nintendo came out with a game called Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um this movie is the uh, follow-up of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was one of the most um, celebrated and successful games that Nintendo or Zelda franchise has ever come out with. Tears of the Kingdom is looking to surpass that. Apparently, it sold more than 10 million copies in its first three days of release. Yeah, this was released uh, in May, <laughs> and I just got it because they they I happened to find it on sale. Um, when you buy a copy of this, it's for Nintendo Switch. Um, when you buy a copy of this, uh, it is available as a downloadable content or as a hard copy. I found a hard copy on sale. They're normally sixty nine dollars for a game. And I found this one on sale for 57 or no, 53, excuse me, 53. And right now on, if you look up Google and look for this game, um, it's it, there is a couple places like Walmart's got it right now for 54. Um, and then I didn't see another one for 53, but anyway, it's out there for sale. Um, here and there, people are trying to sell it for, whatever reason, I don't know. They can still get $69 for it. I was going to wait. I was going to wait until it goes on sale because I was like, no, I'm not going to pay this $70 for a game. I don't, this is ridiculous. But it's weird how say, saving 17 bucks will talk you into it. So anyway, this game is very cool. There's lots of storyline. There's lots of aspects to it that are similar to Breath of the Wild, but with the added... Uh, component of a building aspect. Um, this game allows you to build things out of objects and use those tools to achieve other goals. Now, I just started playing the game, what, not yesterday, Friday? Yeah. I got it in the mail. I started playing it for the first five to ten minutes of it is just boring because you're just following Zelda walking around. And it's part of the storyline, but it is extremely boring. And I was like, all right, do I talk to her now? When do I talk to her? Do I talk to her now? I kept having to follow her walking and then press the button and talk to her and follow her and walking and press the button and talk to her. And it was like, this is the game? Come on, I thought this was supposed to be the big cool thing and we're supposed to do some cool stuff. And why... Why are we doing this boring stuff where I'm talking to her? Like, just have this movie play 
I don't need to re interact with her every couple of seconds and keep walking at the snail's pace while she's looking at this and looking at that. And, oh, no, here's the thing. Just show me the movie. Let's get started. Let's go. Um, so that part I wasn't real crazy about. Then the game starts, okay? They have a movie sequence that shows and, you know, starts off and, and Link is full powered with all kinds of abilities and stuff. And then this thing comes and drains him and takes part of his armor off of him. And then Zelda's lost down this chasm. And then, oh no, you only got three hearts now and you have no weapons and no armor and nothing. And they go, all right, here's the game. Good luck. And you're like, wait, what? What? I'm starting with nothing? Well, crap. Um, in Breath of the Wild, I remember starting with something. I don't remember what, but I remember starting. I started to think I started with a paraglider. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time. But I was like, I need the paraglider right off the bat. And you don't find the paraglider until you've been playing for at least three or four hours. Because um, you have to do a bunch of other tasks to learn some of your abilities that you have as this character. Um, you pick up items and you craft food and you cook food and you learn which things attack you and which things don't. And a lot of it is uh, being really careful. <clears throat> and I played for a solid day before I realized that the things that I were doing was like a starting area. I'm in this sky area where I can't really... Like, if you make a wrong move, you fall off into this chasm, and he Ling dies. He just falls and just, ah, and that's it. And I was like, Jesus, this is this is kind of a rough beginning here. Um, but okay, I mean, I guess we'll figure this part out. And a lot of it is just figuring it out. Um, I had to actually go on YouTube and watch some tutorial videos on how to get started because I was like, I think I'm going the right way, but there's not really a, there's no set pattern of telling you, hey, you need to go, uh, counterclockwise on this map, but you need to go counterclockwise on the map and you need to do some certain tasks inside of these shrines so that you get abilities because you can't open this one door until you have a certain amount of something. And then you got to do another shrine that's hidden that took me forever to find, uh, and the southernmost point of this sky area. Um, you do this certain shrine inside of this hidden mountain thing and, then you can open up a door. And then once you open the door, then you can fall to your world. So there's like a sky area and a, and a lower area. And then once you go to the lower area, you're in, I guess, the land of Hyrule. And then, the, and then pretty much the game, to me, begins. Then it's like, okay, now we have actual animals and bad guys that are going to come out of everywhere and these goblin-looking things. And Okay, let's get started. So I got started. And I played all day. Listen, I'm not even embarrassed to tell you that I played all day. I just played all day. I had a good time. It was great. Um, we did. I did take a break and go to the store and buy groceries, and we did eat. But my wife said, you know what? It's hotter than anything outside, and we really don't have anything to do other than wash clothes and go to the store. So let's go to the store, wash clothes, and... You can just play tomorrow. Uh, and that's what I did. I played. I normally do a podcast on Saturday morning, but I came in here yesterday morning and looked at this equipment and the screen and the TV, and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do any of this. I just want to play my game. And I did. So my wife was asking me, she goes, isn't this just like the other game? 
eh, no. Yes and no. It's a similar concept of a lot of the things you're doing, but it has an added component of building things. So there's constantly places in this game where you have to build items to problem solve. And the shrines that you come in contact with all have these puzzles inside of them, and each one of them has puzzles that makes you use your ability that you learned over and over again so that you feel comfortable using them. Um, there's a few abilities that I still have yet to learn. Uh, there's a screen that shows you a circular dial of abilities, and I've achieved a few of them. Um, I've got one that allows me to form things. Um, I can grab items that are buildable materials, and I can move them and manipulate them and turn them and get them to uh, bond together to create tools that I could use or to create bridges or to create um, supports for people trying to hold a sign. I mean, there's a couple of things that you can build that's kind of fun uh, right now. Now, I've watched a lot of people's videos on TikTok where they build machinery of vehicles they can drive and uh, robots that can help them fight in scenarios and all sorts of really cool building things. And I'm not quite there yet. I got to I got to play for a while before I can get to that ability. There's there's certain things I haven't come across yet. Uh, one of them is this almost like a indestructible metal material um, that can be moved and manipulated uh, to fly. And I haven't quite gotten that yet because there's a way to bond it with small things like an apple. And apparently when you do... It then takes on the properties of that apple, which makes it super light. So you can put things on it to make it fly. There's a thing that you can do to, I think it's called a stabilizer that allows you to drive it or, or control it. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm, I'm going to get there. Um, my buddy Greg is, has gotten this game from the beginning and has been playing the crap out of it. And he's like, listen, you got to get this. This is going to be a game changer for you. And I was like, okay. So... Anyway, um, yeah, I'm liking it. I finally got my paraglider. I finally found the, the town that allows me to have it. Um, I went into Hyrule Castle thinking, hey, they're letting me in here. I didn't know they could let me in here. Let's just see how far I can get. And I got really far in the castle, I think a lot farther than I'm supposed to get, um, just because I'm, I'm a kind of clever uh, the way I attack things. But uh, yeah, I got pretty far, and then I ended up in a situation where multiple things were attacking me all at once, and I was like, all right, I've gone too far. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Um, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there uh, based upon the fact that I would destroy several weapons per enemy I was trying to kill because I just didn't have the strength to, to kill him. But uh, But yeah, it's fun. It's a very fun interactive game that allows you to problem solve nonstop in all kinds of situations and you can explore all over. Um, the fact that I've played breath of the wild and defeated it, um, and done a lot of things that you could do with that game. Uh, one of the cool aspects is when I went to, I, I captured a wild horse and tamed it and took it to the stables. And when I went to check into the stables to check out a horse, it allowed me to grab 
any of the horses that I had put in there from the previous game. Like it just remembered that, oh, you've been to these stables before. Here's, would you like one of your other horses that you've tamed and put in here? And it's pretty cool because I I had some champion style horses that I had put into the stable. And you kind of need the horses to move around this area because it's so vast and so large. Um, you know, there was a Netflix special, I forget the name of it now, but it was about video games and about the creation of video games and how it all started versus how it's ended up. And in every aspect of it, they talk about the idea of <clears throat> you are creating an environment where you like to constantly think of, well, what have we not thought of? What is the one thing that's going to keep people coming back? Because you want playability. You want the, you want the thing to be hard enough where it's challenging, but you don't want it so hard that it's where everybody gives up. Like you, there's a weird balance there. And I think that this game, um, extends beyond any of that because of the building expert, the, the, the building component of it. Um, there's lots of YouTube videos out there already where people are building some pretty creative things to help them, uh, navigate the game and, explore the game and defeat their enemies in interesting and sometimes funny ways. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> this is going to take over my life for a while <laughs> and, and I'm okay with it. Listen, sometimes, 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 sometimes it's all good, all good in the hood. So, um, all right. <sighs> That's my life. If you're playing uh, Breath of the Wild and uh, you have some tips or strategies, or not Breath of the Wild, if you're playing Tears of the Kingdom and you have some strategies for me and uh, you're like, hey, listen, I got an idea or I know where to find this, um, send me a send me a shout out. Send me a link. Let me know. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Uh, I've been wanting to reach out to my buddy Greg, but he's been busy. His band, 95 is really doing well down in Albany. Uh, they've been playing sometimes two or three different times over a weekend and, uh, they're doing great. So congrats to him. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but I'm going to touch base with him at some point here and he's going to be like, listen, you got to go to this area and get this thing. Cause this is going to be a game changer. And, uh, if you guys have tips like that, let me know. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Give Cody Webb's song Peaches a try. Watch the video. The video's cute. The video made me like made me like the song even better. So go check it out. And um, y'all take care of one another. Be safe. And as always, cue the cow. Cue the cow. Move, baby.